Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 51 of the Sunfire Tavern. Oh my god, it's been 51 episodes. This is our podcast for gamers and geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies and TV. With me, Ollie, and my co-host Clark, discussing the hot topics from the week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern, and you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And please feel free to email us through your questions at sunfiretavern at gmail.com. Clark, buddy, how you doing? How's it going? It's your boy. It's your boy. Clark. How's it going, man? I'm good. Yeah, that's good to mm. hear. I'm uh, I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. I just got home from uh, from work because the fucking MetLine sucks. But apart from yep. that, you know, uh, traveling in London is the worst. Traveling London, you know, let's get that. I'm gonna shelve that real quick because. Uh, but yeah, it's been a. This is a, it's been t- another two week between our episodes and man I have been playing a lot of video games and been too. watching a lot of stuff. So let that being said, let's crack on. Let's uh, get straight into the agenda. So let's do it. Uh, the agenda this week. We've got uh, the Animal Crossing patch and the DLC. Uh, Clark's backflip onto no, what is, is this? Uh, Nintendo Switch Online Strange and Stranger Things like Day. One. All right. Yep. Okay. Okay. I'm interested. Yep. We've got uh, the recent news of uh, Overwatch 2 and D4 being delayed indefinitely, um, and then we've got Square Enix and EA exploring blockchain and NFTs in games. Um, I'm gonna impromptu throw uh, Arcane on um, the uh, this list, right? The, the League of Legends. The, the League of Legends anim- animated series. Yes, the Netflix series. Okay, yeah. I'm interested to hear what you think about that because I haven't watched it yet, and I'm I'm going to watch I'm it. Throw, I, well, yeah, we'll talk about it. Anyway, and yeah. then we'll Agenda. finish off with some time. Uh, if we've got time, we'll finish off with uh, festive moments in games we love. Hmm? Coming up to Christmas. Coming up to Christmas and Black Friday, you know. Got your eyes on it anything, is. Clark? You got your eyes on it? Picking up yep. anything? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Yep. Deals. The Deals. So, um, my Switch is dying. Oh. It's having it's it's having its last days. It's making a lot of noise. It sounds like a jet engine. Okay. So I've now quantified the fact that as a celebration for um, multiple things in the past few weeks, I've had a lot mm-hmm. of good news and a lot of good things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get myself an OLED Switch and sell my other one as like, a, if you want it, it's 100 quid or whatever. You just take it and do whatever you want with it. Hell yeah, dude. I'm getting myself a OLED. Trouble is, you can't get them for hell because they are unavailable everywhere. So I'm just waiting for one to appear now. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's my plan for yeah, Black Friday. I'm gonna wait for one to pop up. I heard impromptu news thing. I heard uh, what was it? Sony recently shipped what was it like a jumbo jet full of PS5s into the UK? Really? Yeah, to try and um, to get ready for uh, the Christmas season. Christmas. For, yeah. For well, uh, yeah. The prediction is that the Xbox is the the console of the year. Ooh. That's the the ultimate gift this year. It's going to be the hardest thing to get. Damn. Um, which is interesting because I've got one. <laughs> Over the PS5. So this is it. I guess I've only been hearing about people talking about buying PS5s and getting PS5s, but I'm not. Yeah, it's weird, it. isn't it? But yeah. I, I think maybe PlayStation's marketing is a little bit better. But the the um, analysts are all saying that the Xbox Series X is the most sought after console of the year. Interesting. Okay. I would assume because of the it's got like more games on it. It's more accessible. Pa- games Pass. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. The Game yeah. Pass, which yeah. is what I'm currently playing at the moment. So, but for our listeners, if I'm a little bit distracted for the next minute <laughs> or so, I'm just finishing off a level in Minecraft Dungeons, which I'm playing with some friends, and it's really good. All right. Enjoying this well, game. I was gonna, I was gonna say we could uh, kick off with what you've been playing and watching. But since you're in the middle of uh, Minecraft Dungeons, I'll give you a bit of time and I'll go through. Yeah. What I've, been, what I've been playing and watching. Um. So, uh, I actually got some time to play, uh, sit down and play it through Inscription. 
you know, the, the card game. Yes, yes. That game is fantastic. It's brilliant, isn't it? So it's I've, I've only played the demo. Okay, okay. So I've played yep. the full thing. I, I'm pretty sure I'm near the end. Um, but this game is very good and is one of these games where it's like, when people ask you, oh, what's Inscription? You say, like, it's a, you know, it's a roguelike card game and not. But, and then they ask you, like, what do you mean, and not? And that's where you kind of have to be like, well, you kind of, you got to play it, you know? I think it was a, yeah. it was a great game to play over the ha- over Halloween, because it is quite spooky. Um, unnerving, isn't it, at times? definitely some unnerving stuff, definitely. Also, um, there are, like, stuff changes pretty drastically at points in the game. And um, it's pretty interesting to see, like, how it's, like, actually changes up things in a way. Uh, but I think the mechanics are very cool, and I'd be interested to see if they, like, make, like, you know, going forward, because it is, like, a story-based game, so there is an ending, but it could easily be turned into something like, you know, Slay the Spire, where it's kind of like, oh, you just do a run, and you get to the end, right? And then you can, like, play again and add more things, so I'd be interested to see if um, the creator is interested to do that, but it definitely does some things that are unique to a, like, roguelike card game, because it's not a roguelike. So it can get away with some really unique things, which I think is really cool. Um, but yeah, so I really, really enjoyed that. I definitely recommend Inscription to people if they want to play a game. And I think it's only like 15 quid on Steam as well. So. It's very, very cheap. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, it's Devolver, isn't it? So it's yes. like yeah. hyper cheap, hyper accessible. Yeah. yeah, so great game. Um, what else? I have been playing Age of Empires 4. Um, it's on Games. <laughs> yeah, it's on Games Pass. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I would, I would have liked to have said that me and my friends uh, had a 100% win rate, but we uh, lost our first game the other day uh, because I think it was like in the in because we played a lot of AOE two, and uh, we're just doing a lot of like kind of like cheese. It felt kind of bad. It was like people you could clearly see people like trying to learn the game, and we were doing like what I'm trying to do. I'm getting wrecked in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were like cheat. We were doing a lot of like you know early game rushes and cheesing and stuff like that and eventually mm. we came across some people who'd actually played Age of Empires 4 and got our shit kicked in real hard and I was like alright, <laughs> this is very humbling, I was like thank god, thank you, thank you um, but yeah, I mean I'm really enjoying the game, it is definitely uh, the description of AoE 2 but shiny is uh, quite apt, I think um, but yeah, I've been really enjoying that and also really cool that it's on Games Pass you know, I got I got yeah. Games Pass two months free with Discord Nitro uh, and yeah, it's been crazy good. So yeah, you get it free with Discord Nitro. Yeah, so I got two months. Well, I think it's a promotion they're doing, so you can get two months free of um, Xbox Games Pass with Discord. If you have a Discord, Is it the Nitro ultimate or the standard one. Pardon? The ultimate Game Pass or the standard ultimate. Game Pass. Ultimate. Oh, check that out then. So we need to get Nitro for my server. So yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. it was only for two months though. I think it's like a temporary thing they're doing. Like, yeah, had... of course, but it's you know, yeah, it's nice. Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, so I've been yeah. using that to play AOE. So the timing was like perfect. Um, and yeah, that was great. Um, so I've been playing AOE. Uh, obviously, League of Legends Worlds happened um this weekend, uh, which was a really good set of games. Um, and also we'll be talking about Arcane later, but uh, Netflix, um, Riot has been going crazy. With the amount of uh, crossovers and marketing and publishing they've been doing, which I think is the bit I really want to focus on to talk about, because I think it's fucking nuts. Um, in Fortnite, like oh, yeah. Jinx is in Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. So mm. you know, things like this, right? Um, and what else have I been playing? I play a little bit more Guilty. I've been getting back into Guilty Gear because uh, yeah. Per- yeah, person at my office uh, plays Guilty Gear and uh, he beat me, and I was like, all right, uh, I have to get better at Guilty Gear now. 
You've been humbled. <laughs> yeah, I've been humbled again. Yeah, which is okay, so Guilty Gear is a fighting game, isn't it? It's the fighting yes. one. Yeah, Strive, but, yeah, yeah. Have you played Blazblue? Or Blaze Blue, whatever it's called. Never, I've never played Blaze Blue, but I've watched it at like Evo and stuff like that. That game has got boobs. Oh, a lot of them. That's a like, that's a that's an anime ass anime game. Yeah, it's good though. We've been enjoying it. It's good fun. Yeah. We're playing on the Switch because someone picked it up for a couple of quid. Oh, um, is it cross tag? You're talking about? Um, I have no idea. We're we're just playing it all in the same room on the Switch. Okay, is it the one yeah. where you pick two? It's like two v two. You pick two characters. Uh, yes, I think. Okay. I think I th- it's like probably... tag. Yeah, 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 like Tekken Tag, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's cross tag, and it's got like l- characters from loads of different games, like Ruby, like Ruby characters are in it, which is crazy. I don't recognize any of the characters, so yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that... the character design is beautiful in it; like they're really well drawn. Yeah, the Blaze so Blue, it's a like, game. Yeah, Blaze Blue art, art style and everything is like fantastic, and also all the other art, like character designs from the other games that are in there are really cool. Um, and I've seen so many clips of that game, and it just looked absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's it's stunning. I mean, I'm terrible at it, but it's mm. it's it's fun to play when you play against other people who are also terrible. 100. percent Yeah, I, yeah. I mean that's the best way to play fighting games. To be honest, yeah. you play you play against people who are at the same level as you. I think that is almost like necessary. But yeah, um, and then I guess we can go on to like what I've been watching. So uh, I had I over the two weeks I went to go see June. Have you managed to see June? No, I was going to go and see it this week, but unfortunately, I've had a ping on my COVID app because my nephew got COVID on Friday. Oh, that's, that's uh, and I was planning to actually go and see it last night. Yeah, with uh, with the the new boyfriend, and mm. um, we couldn't because uh, COVID. So I've now had to go and have a PCR test, which is I'm waiting for the results on. I've had two lateral flows, which have both been negative. Mm. I, I'm very confident I don't have COVID because yeah, I'm double yeah. vaxxed. And you want to make double... he was. Mm. Yeah, I want to be sure, you know, but yeah. he was sitting on my lap and playing Pokemon Go on my phone on Friday night, so ah. I'm being double sure. And it's also why I'm not seeing um, the guy as well, because I don't want to put him and his housemates at risk either. Well, I think that's yeah, that's, I think that's a yeah. very noble thing. and Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's, that's a good thing to do, man. And I hope, so, yeah, I hope no it comes back no negative. Chance. Yeah. I hope so too, but even, even if it comes back positive, like, I'm sure I'll be fine with COVID. I'm, mm. um, I've had worse. I got yeah. hit by a motorbike two years ago and I survived that one. That's true. Covid can get fucked. <laughs> yeah, that's why yeah. I got with this anime. So I was, was going to yeah. go and see Bond and Dune. Um, mm. I really, really want to see the new Scream as well. Oh yeah, um, but that's not out yet. It's coming out in I think January. That one's coming out. So oh, okay. time for that one. Um, but yeah, Dune was uh, really good. I've not read the books, uh, but um, it was weird because I've heard a lot about Dune because like my cousin played like the first RTS based on it, and then my dad is like one of my dad's like favorite book series. So I've heard about Dune a lot, but watching the film, you can definitely tell it's um, directed by the same guy who did uh, Blade Runner 2049, uh, but the cinematography in it is uh, fantastic. It's That's great. what I love about Blade Runner. Like, yeah. that, that movie, you could have paused it at any second and, and had like a, a painting from it. It was so beautiful. Yeah, it's great. I actually might watch that again soon, because I just enjoyed watching that just for how like beautiful it was <laughs> yeah and like just the you know the landscapes and also i re- i really vibed with the soundtrack you know it's by hans zimmer so it's probably going to be bombastic and great yeah it's 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 a really well put together film um and i really enjoyed it and um surprisingly you know the the acting cast um gosh i've forgotten his name but um the guy who plays the hitman in um gosh i can't even remember the name of the film uh, but he's also the bad guy in Skyfall. Do you know his name? Uh, no. I'm going to look up his name. can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen Skyfall. Yeah. I'm looking at... Not Rami Malek. I, I always forget his name. No, not... not um, Javier Bardem. 
That's his name. Or, I think oh, it's okay. Javier. Don't know yeah. who he is. Javier Bardem. You, you'll recognize him if you see him, but uh, he's in his performance in um, uh, June was really good. I, well, I I really liked it, but then I feel like he's like very a very stereotypical my kind of character. So okay. um, yeah, edgy edgy is the is the correct word here. Um, mm. But yeah, so that was cool. And then I also watched. I want to give a shout out to. Um, have you seen the? There's a drama on BBC One called Vigil. No, it's very good. So the plot is that it's um, basically one of the like nu- Trident nuclear submarines. Um, basically, there's an altercation and a crew member dies on on the submarine, and so because that's happened, a sort of like civilian police. In- uh, investigator has to join the nuclear submarine crew and basically like find out what happened and it's kind of like a murder mystery but set in it's a really weird setting in terms of like being on a nuclear submarine that obviously always has to be under underwater which creates like really interesting uh limitations and i think it's it's really great like if you're a big fan of like police dramas or just like just generally like kind of like murder like mystery shows i think it's really, really good <laughs> okay yeah yeah so for, so for me that's my jam so like it's only six, it's six episodes it's on bbc iplayer i can only imagine that like it's gonna get picked up by netflix at some point as in like yeah. you know they'll license it because it is a fant- it was a fantastic show it's made by it's written by the same people who wrote line of duty uh which is another yeah. uk police drama which i really liked I've um, again heard of it, not seen it. Yeah, yeah, both, both really great. But the pacing in this one was is a lot better than Line of Duty, but the actual, like, sort of like story, how it unfolds, the characters, the events that happen is really tense and really dramatic, and I really loved it. So, um, yeah, you and it's such a weird thing that you think like, what, how, how can you make being on a submarine interesting? But like, it's really cool. Have you ever seen the movie Phone Booth? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so. That entire movie is set in like a street corner and pointing at the phone booth, and I was enthralled for two hours. So, it's it's entirely possible to do that with a movie. True. Yeah. It's just it, yeah. If the writing is good enough and kind of like the character drama, like the drama is good enough. Yeah. That's a good point. It's actually interesting. That's all. Yeah. For sure. Mm. So, um, I think that's it. Oh no, never mind. Sorry. Um, the other day I started playing. Um, I finally got around to playing a game called Haven, which is a game I've been meaning to play for a long time. Because it's a co-op game about these two um, sort of like two lovers who run away somewhere, and they sort of run away to a planet to kind of be together. It's about uncovering the story about like why they ran away, what they're doing there, how they're going to survive, all these other things. And it's kind of like um, set in a sort of like futuristic way because obviously they're space travel, so they um, travel to a a distant planet to basically be together. But it's a really interesting. It's a really great game. Uh, I've I've only played like six hours so far with me and a pal and um yeah it's been really great so far i've been waiting to play that game for a long time <laughs> like trying to find someone to play it with basically did you see um it takes two has just come out on the game pass as well yes yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, that's another I'm, game I'm, that i'm meaning to sit down and play i'm yeah. trying to find someone to play that with if you fancy it we could probably play that together at some point i'd be interested to try that out yeah that could be a little project for us yeah we give it a shot yeah i we think we can do a talks over yeah, <laughs> <Whatever> <laughs> <that means. laughs> well, do like a let's play. What well, this is, a, like, yeah, a like a let's play, person, whatever. But yeah. it, it could be fun. But I, I've been looking for someone to play that with as well because uh, my little crew, my CFTs crew, they've both played it. Mm, um, I see. So yeah, yeah, I feel like nice yeah, I've, I've heard it's a very good game. So yeah, I'd yeah. really recommend um, 
Haven, if people are looking for a game. It's like a RPG. It's, it's, it's interesting to play a game that's actually designed specifically to be like a co-op game. Because I feel like there's not really that many of them. But like, uh, it's, it's also made by the same people who made um, Fury, uh, which is the, that kind of like hack and slash boss battle game, which I really loved uh, by the Game Bakers. And uh, the music is done by Danger. Uh, who's like sound like a synthwave artist, so the music's really great as well. But yeah, uh, really enjoying that game. It's very cute. Uh, I could say it's a little bit cringe sometimes. Maybe depends on the type of person you are. If you're, if you know, if uh, watching two two people kind of like you know t you know a couple kind of like sweet talk each other and you know maybe things get a little bit steamy. You know, if you're if if you're kind of like oh god, why am I seeing this? Or if you're someone who's like oh that's really sweet. And I hope they have a nice time. Depending on depending on the type where you land, you know. Uh, but yeah, um, I think this game's great. But yeah, I've talked more than enough about. There you have. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's good. Last week, you, well, last time we barely heard anything from you because you were so busy. You hadn't played any games for like two weeks solid. Yeah, I found I've, I've been I found a lot more time to myself these past two weeks, which has been good. It's really important. great. Yeah, yeah, it's been really Very great. Important. So, um, but yeah, what have you uh, what have you been up to? What you've been playing? What you've been watching, Clark? I'm still playing Minecraft Dungeon right now because apparently this level is about 3,000 hours long. <laughs> We're doing one of the DLC maps and we started it about half an hour ago and I thought, oh, each level in this game takes about five minutes. <laughs> Not this one. This one's taking forever, but really enjoying it. Um, I don't know if you've played any Minecraft Dungeons, but it's... No, but I watched... Actually... Go ahead. I watched a friend uh, play through it because he's very much into his hack and slashes like Diablo and Path of Exile and Minecraft yep. Dungeons, etc. Et but yeah. I mean, it is just Diablo. Like, it's yeah. Diablo, but um, with blockheads instead of nicely animated <laughs> things. But it is quite a pretty game, though. Like, the lighting and stuff in it is lovely. The the kind of the, the feedback that your character gets when you do things is really nice. Yeah, I think it's really the little sound cool. effects are great. I think it's actually made by some of the original team for Diablo. Mm, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah, I think they kind of broke away from Blizzard and went on to, to work on this. But I've literally just turned it off, so we're done with that now. Righto. Um, but what else have been playing this week? So, Overwatch again, because for some reason I just cannot get enough of that game. Still rising on Symmetra. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, skills are getting better. I'm getting a lot of, like, multi-kills with her now, and I've worked out headshots with her. So she's now, I've realized, after watching this pros player... Sorry, which champion Sorry? is this you're talking about? Ash. Oh, Ash, yes. Yeah, so I've now realized that the reason I've not been playing her well is because I've been playing her like a sniper, and she's not a sniper. She's like a mid-range character, Ooh, okay. which, which, is, which is how I've been watching the pros player. Mm. And a lot of them just unload the, the kind of the, the hip-fire mode from the gun rather than using the aim-down sights. Oh, really? And ever since I've started doing that, she's like a shield-breaker. Um, she can just unload so much damage, and that's how you build Bob. Mm. So if you keep getting bobs and keep firing them out, she's unstoppable. And now I've just worked out how to play her, like I'm doing her really well. So been enjoying that. That's awesome. Um, I, I've I I remember watching the Ash uh, sort of like when they looked at the abilities. I remember there's the thing where you can throw like a dynamite stick or something, and then you shoot yeah, it. Shoot it in the air, which is a yeah. cool effect. Yeah, like I think that. it's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually still waiting for Forza 5 because that comes out this week. Oh, yeah. um, I've been playing a ton of Animal Crossing because, we'll, we'll, I mean, I can probably talk about it now because I don't think you'll probably have as much to say about it as I do. Yeah, okay. uh, Unless you've been playing it. Nope. Uh, but Animal Crossing's DLC came out this week, so they released a free patch which had a load of quality of life fixes in it and a few little extra bits, including Brewster, the, the coffee shop. Yeah. Um, and they also added this Happy Home Designer DLC, which is... Like, you go to an archipelago and villagers ask you to design a house for them, you just design houses. And it's lovely, and you get a few little extra features in the base game, so you get the ability to expand the size of your rooms, 
you get the ability to put in partition walls, and I think you get, I want to say, 9,000 new pieces of furniture oh, if wow. you've got the DLC. Um, and there's just so much more stuff to do. So they've added cooking, they've added uh, crops that you can grow now. Effectively, they've turned the game into Stardew Valley. And, oh, wow. And I'm not hating on it. Like, I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's just absorbing hours of my day now because there's so much, like, surprise and delight in it. And yeah. I've also realized that for after taking on a new job as of today, I'm going to have to learn a lot more about the mechanics of Animal Crossing because the job is very similar to... I'm working on a game that's very similar to Animal Crossing, which is going to be super interesting. Mm. Probably talk more about that later on down the, the kind of... The, once I've got into it and stuff and learn more about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so other than that, um, my week last week was spent kind of interviewing and stuff. So I've been focusing very heavily on finding a new job, which I've done. Um Otherwise, what I've been playing, what have I been playing? Uh, oh, it's a bit more Sunset Overdrive, uh, which I'm loving. At Age of Empires, as we talked about earlier. Yeah. Uh, I downloaded a game called Unpacking, which is on the Game Pass, and this is one of those Zen games, so in the area huh. of, like, Dwarf Romantic and stuff. And the objective of this game is you move into a new place, that's the intro, and you've got a load of boxes, and you just have to put things away. Like, you huh. unpack your boxes, and, and, and it, it's really highly rated. People are saying it's fantastic, and it, it just gives you a little bit of calm. Like, and I'm called? liking those Un- kind of games. Unpacking. Unpacking, yeah, and that it's on Game Pass. Too. pretty cool. This is a very strong month for Game Pass, because we've got Halo uh, coming in a few weeks' time, oh, yeah. and we've also got Forza coming at the end of this week, which is going to be incredible. Forza 5 is just going to absorb me. Uh, it actually came out last week for people that don't have the Game Pass but wanted to buy it outright. Uh, but it's coming to the Game Pass this week, so very, very cool. Awesome. Um, also, you've been calling it Games Pass the entire episode, and no, that needs Game to stop. Pass? Oh, sorry. It's Game sorry. Pass. That, sorry. Needs, that needs to stop. I'm putting, sorry. putting my foot down. I definitely um, won't put that as the title of this episode. <laughs> the Xbox Games Pass. Games Pass. Um, and also as well, so as another little side venture, I've also ha- now have a lodger. So I've started renting out my spare room. Oh, cool. uh, she's lovely. Um, she's very quiet. She keeps herself to herself, and she's very well behaved and stuff. So turning out quite nicely. It's a nice way to kind of subsidise my income a little bit, which has been lovely. Cool. Um, so last week's been a bit of a, a left turn change for me. Yeah, it sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah, and there's other stuff on top of it as well, but it's all good. So it's all been great. Hmm. Um, and what else have I been playing? Animal Crossing. Uh, Oh yeah, the M64 expansions. Oh, excuse me, I'm very tired. Um, so I could also talk about the other point that we've got in the list, which is um, the N64. Uh, sorry, the NSO. My, my my kind of my left turn on the NSO online thing. Mm. So you remember how much I hated it, and I still do. Um, how much I said like it was a rip off, and it was really expensive, and you don't get anything for it. Yes. So it is, and I would say. <laughs> I would say it's it's not worth anywhere near the price of £35 a year. What I would say is it is probably worth about £8 to £10 a year. Like that, that That's an appropriate cost okay. for me if you, if you were to find it for that price. Okay. And you can. So there's an official way of doing this as well. So you do this uh, thing where you sign up for the family pass. Yes. And you can split, split the cost eight ways. So you pay, I think it's £74.99 yeah. for eight people. And obviously that splits down to about £8 each. And you get full access to the uh, the NSO content. So I've been playing a bit of Ocarina of Time. And you also get the full access to the Animal Crossing DLC. Mm. Now, for that, I think it's one of the most valuable services in gaming. Oh, I wow. think that's a really good service. And if they keep giving you the N64 games, the value of that just goes through the stratosphere. That's quite the, the turnaround. But for the price they're charging for the single version, I think it's the worst gaming service out there. So it, it's amazing how just a slight adjustment in price changes my opinion on on how that thing works because i i see it as 
how much value you actually get from using it. And I play the N64 games like a little tiny bit, but I'm playing the Animal Crossing DLC a lot. So I'm like, okay, there's value there, but it's only £25 if I was to buy it on its own. Yeah, the value is about £8 a year. So, so I paid £8 for this random dude, and now I've got Nintendo Switch Online for 12 months without having to worry about it, and it actually costs less than what I was paying for the solo subscription, just for the base subscription. Yeah, so, so what's, no what's, the, me. what's the price difference? So if you were um, to buy, if you were to pay for it solo, it's fifteen pounds. It? Well, it's eighteen pounds, sorry, a year okay. for the the base NSO. Yes. But for then for the expansion pass, it's thirty five pounds. Thirty five for one person. For one person. Okay. But if you buy the family pass, it's seven pounds each. Well, yeah, that's... for the year, not for the month, for the year. That's insane. The, the yeah, price it's... difference there is the saving is insane. So the other part is, and it's why I've actually put this as a story point, is Nintendo have acknowledged that people are very, very unhappy with the price of this, uh, this, uh, this annual pass thing. Yes. Um, they, they've acknowledged that. They've also acknowledged through their uh, earnings call that it looks like they're struggling with it. Like it's not making anywhere near as much money as they expected it to, because mm. it is just way too expensive. Yeah, it's a lot. Like it's. I mean, it's 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 not even. I wouldn't even say a lot is a fair word. It's it, it's extortion. Yeah, but like I'm, it's it's ridiculous. But it's also kind of ridiculous that in their business plan you can reduce the cost to what seven or eight pounds from 35 like, that's what? assuming that you've got a group of seven friends that want to share it with you that's true but still... but even the setup for it is not even that complex you just give someone your email address they put it in a website and that's it there's nothing yeah, else to it because that's what i'm do i'm doing that for the base uh nintendo switch online right now so i'm in, i'm in a group of eight people who are sharing it we've not the upgraded upgrade. but, but it's... you know it, I think that's kind of it's interesting. I don't know. I wonder how that. Yeah, well, I guess you like you literally just said. So in their earnings call, they're already reporting that it's not doing very well. But it's too expensive. They've acknowledged that it is too expensive. Yeah. Um. But the 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 upside is that I was playing Yoshi's Story on it. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yoshi's Story. Quick. Quick review. What's your review? <laughs> it's such a bag of shit. That it's game. A, it's, a it's... Bad, it's a bad game. <laughs> It's a bad I mean, game. It's fine. It's okay, but it's it's just for a Nintendo game, it's terrible. The OST yeah. slaps, but well, the music's beautiful. But yeah. the gameplay is horrible. Music oh. slaps, but Jesus Christ, that game is. Uh... <laughs> it looks good on my um my OLED TV though. It's kind of cursed yeah. though. It I, is. I'd say it's, that's it's... a pretty cursed game. It's irritating to play. Like yeah. it, it, it actively seems to go out of its way to annoy you while you're playing it. Yeah, it's very. Um, obnoxious just for the sake of kind of being like i guess it's kind of, yeah it's, it's very it's like an arcade it's like old school game design which is sometimes really good but i feel like yoshi's story is kind of like to what end question mark I mean, it is old school game design it's an n64 game yeah, yeah i know right but but even hmm. then for for that game right like, you know you compare yoshi's story to like what mario 64 right like those games are made by the same okay. you know you can argue they're made by different teams but they're made by the same company right yeah like weird Weird mm. choice. Also, the fact that Yoshi's <laughs> yeah. Story is a 2D game, and yet st plays still like that. Like you know, in fairness, Yoshi's Story came out at the time when 2.5D platformers were were huge. There was loads of them. Okay, okay. Uh, and I think they tried to go with that 2.5D idea, but they just ended up sticking with 2D. Yeah, I feel like uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn is kind of like what Yoshi's Story should have been. Oh, it's I mean. such a wonderful game. Yeah. It's so beautiful that game is. Yeah. I'm playing it on Citra at the moment, and it's just so lovely. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's not even a game anymore. It's just like oh, it's like it's, it's like the the 
I guess they. It's because I mean, obviously they have different. It's a different technology, but like you know, it's like that kind of original vision for like realized fuller. Because isn't that like Yoshi's yarn? Isn't that like a yarn version of Yoshi as well? Yeah, with the the little poochie dog as well. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so there you go. Which is also really good, by the way, that game is. Mm-mm. What's it called? Yeah. Yo- Yoshi's Epic Yarn, I think. Oh, Yoshi's Epic Yarn. Okay, cool. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I'm, I'm going to look it up, actually, while, we, while we're carrying on. Yeah. Yoshi's Epic Yarn. I mean, what podcast would be complete without me googling? Yoshi's True. Crafted World, sorry. Crafted World. Okay, cool, cool. Crafted World. Yeah, because yep. I, remember, I remember felt Yoshi, or, you know, like, Yarn Yoshi looking very cute. Yeah, and everyone losing their mind about it, like, oh my god, Yoshi's got even cuter. Like, yeah. That big um, but yeah, um, cool. So I guess that's the Nintendo Switch Online thing. I mean, my thoughts. I'm, I'm yeah, jumping through the points as we go. <laughs> for eight pounds, I mean, for eight pounds, that sounds great. So, so for eight pounds, uh, there is no excuse for not getting that expansion. Yo, like it's, it's it's well worth eight pounds a year. If they put like Blast Corpse and like you know like Blast Corpse, uh, Jet Force Gemini. Like, um, what else? What else? Well, let me tell you what's coming. Um, Wars, you know, like, uh, let me f- that there is something coming to it, and they've actually released what is coming out after launch, so the games that are on their way. Okay, and I'm just trying to find that now, but there's some absolute bangers coming. Like, one I'm very excited about. Uh, so at the moment, the games that you can play are not, not including the Mega Drive game because the Mega Drive games are on there as well. Cool. And that comes with things like Sonic 2, uh, Mean Bean Machine, Rise Star, and those kind of things. Okay. Oh, you already got this week. It's alright. It is late. We are recording later. It is late. Later, yeah. I mean, it's only 8 o'clock. Come on now. No, I mean, <laughs> we are recording later. You know, they don't know. So, so the, the expansion launch with Mario Kart 64, Mario 64, Lilac Wars, Yoshi's Story, um, okay. Mario Tennis, Dr. Mario 64, Zelda, Operation Winback, and then something that I can't read. Um... And then upcoming, uh, I mean, I can't believe these are coming in the next few weeks. Majora's Mask, which I'm fucking so hyped for. Uh, F-Zero X, amazing game. Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, wow. oh. Like, finally Banjo-Kazooie is going to be on the Switch. Mario Golf, which is an absolute slammer of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirby 64 Crystal Shards, Paper Mario, and Pokemon Snap. Oh, those wow. are like yeah, that's, the that's biggest games on N64. Those oh. are some good choices. Those are some good games. I mean, they're incredible. Like that, that, that would to me. Whoever did that marketing choice, that those would be like once a month games for me. Yeah, yeah. But these are ones coming in the next few weeks. Well, I mean, N64 has got a f- pretty fucking big catalog of like great games. Yeah. I can't wait until they release Superman 64. Yeah, <laughs> that's what everyone's waiting yeah. for. Super- and then that fucking Power Rangers fighting game that I remember in Nintendo Power got a rating of like minus twenty or something. Did you did you ever play Gomon, um, Mystical Ninja? Uh, I've seen it. I've not played it. God, I played that so much. It was such a good game, mm. like so good and so stupid. And then there's also uh, the Pod Racer game, which was on N64, which was oh, amazing. what the uh, episode like Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars Episode 1 yeah, that Racer. Game, that, game that, was one. Great. that game was great. Um, there was Jet Force Gemini, which is what you've already mentioned. Yep, yep. Blast Core, which is just an absolute slapper of a banger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what that means, but I'm making it worse. A slapper it was a sweaty, of a banger. A, of a... a sweaty slapper banger is what oh, it was. Wow, wow. Um, you got Torok 2. Uh, I'm trying to think of the games that were on NC. For Snowboard Kids, they were, that 10, was a brilliant game. 1080. 1080, yeah. DK64. Yep. Um, God, what else came on there? Oh, Pilot Wings. I forgot about Pilot, Pilot Wings. Wings. An yeah. amazing game. Um, 
What else was there on the N64? Also, I, so recently, like, as part of my, like, backing music for work, I've been listening to a lot of, like, old school N64 soundtracks. Um, right. Yeah. I didn't realize in the 90s how many game soundtracks just had, like, drum and bass. It's like that 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 backing music, and I was like, "Yo, this yeah. this this explains a lot about like my current music tastes kind of thing." Like growing up with yeah. it, like yeah. 1080 is full of it, and it all it all's like fucking. It's That's so just because it's easy for the 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 sound system in the N64 because it was like effectively yeah. MIDI, wasn't it's, it? Yeah, it's just percussion, right? Yeah, so, yeah. very um, easy to to program. Like. Also, a few more just came to mind. Diddy Kong Racing. If oh, the, we game. need we need that for Christmas this year because that that game gets me <laughs> in such a Christmassy mood. What was um, the 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 song the Cavern one? Which one? That you I remember you saying on a previous episode. There's like one song for Diddy Kong Racing that always like it's a Christmas Cove. song. Warriors Cove. Warriors yeah, Cove. Warriors Cove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all Jingly Bells and loveliness. Yeah. Um, and there's Banjo Tooie as well. Mm-hmm. All the Mario parties. If, if the Mario parties come on the N64 uh, online pass, we're in trouble because oh, you can oh, also yeah. play online. Wait, you can play online. Yes, but you wow. play. You, you know how you play online on Steam when you share your screen, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly that, but oh. it's. It, it works. I was playing it with a friend and we were playing Mario Tennis and it was really good fun. And I was oh, like, wait, the original? Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, original the, the Mario Tennis on N64, so God, that was really I good. I game so much. But if they do that with Mario Party, we're entering a new age of uh, Switch yep. here. I mean, um, dude, the original was Super Smash Bros. as well. Like, yeah, well, I don't really care about that because I've got Smash Ultimate. Like, I'm, I know. I'm happy but, with you that. Know, I, know, I know there's nostalgia level nostalgia. for it. Nostalgia. Yeah. And then you've also got DK64, Rogue Squadron. All the games are coming mm. back now. Like, I'm, I'm just... There's one that I'm missing and I can't think what it I is. I mean, there's like Goldeneye and Perfect Dark, but Goldeneye. I'd there be, it is. I'd Goldeneye. be, I'd be surprised. Honestly, if they add Goldeneye, that would be. That's like, I feel like they're waiting for like. But also, I feel like licensing and stuff is. Gonna... They can, yeah, because of licensing. Because I don't think anyone actually owns that game anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that was my kind of flip over on the on the NSO thing. So, uh, long story short, it is a shit service, but well worth seven pounds a year. Like, like yeah unarguably worth seven pounds a year even if it's just for the the animal crossing expansion which i've really been enjoying mm. uh, and building people's ho- homes and making them really terrible and then walking in going it's so beautiful look what you've done here and there's like blood all over the walls and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so that's been that um and that, i can't really think what else i've been playing and watching all i've been watching is friends um oh, wow. which is really odd it's just on in the background while i'm doing bits and pieces but it's a it's a good kind of background noise show yeah so I guess we can go into since we're on top your your kind of topics and stuff. Uh, what is Stranger Things Day? Uh, it's a day dedicated to Stranger Things. Okay. Is cool. It, Next is point. It, is it Stranger Things Day today? <laughs> or so Stranger Things Day was uh, the other day. I can't remember what the actual day was. It was uh, like Friday or Saturday or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a celebration of Stranger Things. It's like the official day of the year um, to celebrate. I think it was actually November fifth that they turned it into like bonfire night. Oh, okay. Or, or November sixth or something. It was the day Stranger Things launched, mm. um, and they celebrated it by making it the official day. And they did all these little like mini events and stuff, which are kind of interesting. So they did some celebrations across their social channels. They did a little concert. Um, they opened like uh, an interactive map of Hawkins, which could look kind of cool. Um, which is the town that Strange Things is set in. Yeah. And then they released a tr- new trailer for Strange Things 4, which looks fucking phenomenal. Oh, like, man. I need it in my life. <laughs> um, it just it just looks so good. Yeah. Um, and I'm very, very excited about Strange Things um, coming out this year. So it's coming out in February, I think. I want to say February. Yeah. 
I actually don't think they gave a release date for it, but people are expecting February because they're they're working out based on when they launched trailers previously and how long from the trailers before the the show launched. Um, but either way, it's on its way. Season four is coming and it's wrapped and it's ready to go. So sweet, very very exciting. Hell yeah! But that was Strange Things Day. It was just a little side thing. It's been a quiet news week, but we've just had a lot going on. I think I yeah. There's, there's 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 some topics to talk about. I mean, I I can do a slight. I'm throwing a slight thing. Um, so so you've seen Squid Game, right? I have. Okay. Um, so recently yeah. I saw you. I just want to give a shout out to this YouTuber. Uh, so there's a YouTuber called Danny. Uh, D A N I. Uh, basically he's kind of like if a game developer decided to be like, fuck it, I don't want to be a traditional game developer. I'm just gonna make really like cursed meme games and release them for free on Steam and then just make my money from making like like hilarious YouTube videos about the development cycle. Um, and it's a, it's, 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 a, it's such a strange thing as, as a game developer myself, it's, it's, it's like, it's so good to see, like, is in like, kind of like show, make, showing that like, the, like how fucking annoying game development is sometimes, but doing it in like a very like, uh, sort of jokey meme format. But basically he created Squid Game, uh, but it's actually, but he made, he called it Crab Game, but basically made a free online like multiplayer game which of Squid Game that you can download on Steam uh and it's it's really good <laughs> like it's really it's really fun i think that's the thing like and it's just it, i think if you're looking for a free game to play with like friends because it's obviously it's just free to download on Steam uh really fast setup of like multiplayer has local voice chat it's just a good fun like few hours to just play I'm that looking at it on um yeah on Steam the, it does look kind of cool actually i can see where this big game uh, influences as well also the trailer is absolutely hysterical and the fact that he uploaded that as the official trailer and it got through uh the Steam approval process is hilarious to me <laughs> I'll give that a watch. That's definitely on my list yeah, to yeah. check out. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so funny. But yeah, uh, there's a, a really good YouTube video talking about all of it. Um, so if you check out his YouTube video, his YouTube channel, uh, Danny. Uh, but yeah, it's but uh, it's the same guy. Who, I think I talked on a previous podcast about um, Muck. Same guy. So Muck is like a okay. He, okay. He, made, he made a free to play. What was it? Roguelike multiplayer roguelike uh, on Steam that actually got really popular. So same same deal. With Crab Game again, he's done it again, basically. So, yeah, uh, which I think is great. But we can move on to our actual agenda, point, agenda topic, which is uh, Overwatch Two and D Four getting delayed indefinitely by uh, yeah. Blizzard. So yeah, I guess. So, um, go ahead. Sorry, I'm I'm we, ready I, to have a talk here. I, I want to say done. we kind of saw this coming based on like the stuff that was coming out of Blizzard. You know, like mm. what was happening, like. I don't know, with a lot of people, le- a lot of key people leaving, all of the sort of lawsuit stuff happening at Activision, um, you know. So, there are some rumours, um, not internal rumours either, they're just kind of whispering around the web that uh, Blizzard can't hold on to staff anymore. Like, people are, people are joining and almost immediately leaving. Yeah. I don't know if you saw publicly uh, last week the... So, do you remember the company was handed over to two co-owners that were two very fresh people to the company? Uh, uh, no, a woman and a man. This. I didn't hear about so, that. So that happened in, I want to say, August, mm. and she left last week. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she just left. Like, she just said, I'm not, not doing this. Um, so that, uh, along with pretty much all of the executive leaders and the uh, senior management for Overwatch and also for Diablo, the company is is 
in some severe turmoil by the sounds of it. And it, this is only based on a cursory look. There's no insider information here. Yeah. It, it doesn't look good. Like, yeah. Um, I have an inkling that I think it's going to get dissolved. I think Blizzard is going to disappear and it's just going to become an Activision brand. Um, because yeah. it just seems like they're just in so much trouble. Like they, they, no one trusts the company anymore, which is insane because it's gone from this like most loved darling company on the planet to one of the most hated. Yeah, it's kind of crazy when you think it's about really it. It's really sad. It's really, really sad. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's kind of a. I don't know how to say it, but like, you know. I guess it shows that, like, sort of old-school company culture stuff, you know, obviously when it gets out there, it doesn't hold up, and if they didn't adapt, you know? But also... It's, it's this thing as well where you can't just come into a company, buy it, and, and expect you to become the top of that company and, and maintain its image. It doesn't work. Exactly, right. Yeah, so it looks like Kotick came in with the expectation that he was going to become, like, this gaming legend, and it's, it's just never even begun to kick off for him. Mm. Like because like everyone's left like there's there's no talent there at all anymore. Yeah, um, which is a shame. And uh, it's sad to see it because obviously it's very dear to my heart, and you know we both got connections and stuff. So yeah, it's it's sad to see that kind of fall apart. But at the same time, eh, it's it's, just... it's about time there was a new company rising. Well, Devolver, I guess. Listening, <laughs> <laughs> I get. I mean, like, so this is it. Like, what do you think is gonna like? Let's say, so they've been delayed indefinitely. For what it's worth, yeah. I don't think Blizzard will go under. I mean, I, I'm. I, it might get absolved, you know, uh, absorbed by Activision. Yeah, so, that's you know. my thought. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. it's gonna go under. Right? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the company's got too much money to go under, and World of Warcraft still maintains. Yeah, so they um, might get absorbed by Activision, but. Um, in terms of, like, the brands, I feel like Overwatch as a brand has still got some power behind it, and, you know, like, Diablo and World of Warcraft, you know, they're still strong brands, right? Starcraft as well. Like, I think this is it. Like, you know, if they release, like, a Starcraft, I mean, depending on how well AoE 4 does, if they release, like, some kind of, like, Starcraft 3, I feel like... That could do like the brand. I think the brand power would still, still like hold, right? Like of the game brands, it's yeah. all the stuff around it that is the problem. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing is, is yeah. there's so much drama attached to the company that it almost it must cost them a fortune to do anything now because mm, they're sure. probably not getting nowhere near their projections and their estimations for anything they're doing. Yeah, like yeah. You know, they've probably got. I mean, I know they've got benchmarks for a lot of stuff they used to work on because I set some of them. Yeah, um, but. They're probably looking at those benchmarks and going, oh, we can reach that and exceed it, and they're probably not even getting close to it anymore. I could um, I could see them, if they get to a point, maybe doing what Riot is trying to do with the League of Legends brand with uh, Riot Forge, where they're kind of out... You know, they're, they're, they're outsourcing the League of Legends brand to other developers, right? Like, I could imagine blizzard doing something like that like being like okay well obviously we're not being able to do it. we're not able to do it in-house anymore and we're also not able to you know m monetarily this isn't you know doesn't work out for them to do it in-house anymore but you know still leveraging the brand power to give it to other studios and other people to try and you know see what they can do with it right um i feel like that is potentially a move that they could do um be interesting to see i wouldn't be surprised honestly you know? It's interesting to see what they do in the next 12 months because delaying those two games, which are already delayed by two years apiece, yeah. you're, you're in trouble. Like yeah. you, the, the, the company's in trouble. 
for sure. Um, it, it's it's really showing. It's it's not just cracks. It's showing like gaping wounds, and and you you can't delay games of that cost and that impact for that long. Especially because if you look at Overwatch Two, it's not necessarily that big compared to Overwatch One. No, it, it's, this it's is an it. expansion pack. Let's be fair. It's yeah. it's an expansion pack. Yeah, and. If you're delaying a game like that for that long, there's bigger problems than uh, you know getting a game to launch. That the, the company itself is in trouble. Yeah, and that that's that, that's that's just my kind of view on it. I, again, there's no like link up to insider information there because there isn't any. Yeah, um, it's just looking at it and thinking, oh, it's it's in turmoil. But we've talked enough about negative sides of okay. gaming, and I'm re- just just to add on top of that as well, I'm I'm really hoping that we start to see some of the companies kind of rise now because I don't think there's a AAA company out there right now that's doing anything of interest other than Riot. Mm. And speaking of Riot, <laughs> do you want do you want to touch on to Arcane then? Like yeah, you go into it. You go into it. Like tell okay. me. Okay, so tell me, tell me. Uh, with Worlds, um, that happened recently, which is the League of Legends World Championships, uh, came came to a close. Uh, Riot is also starting to promote their Netflix series, which is called Arcane, uh, which is the story of kind of a few characters in League in a um, region in like Rune Terror. Rune Terror is the world of League of Legends, uh, called Piltover and Zorn, which is a city uh, where there's kind of like a very big kind of like you know class divide kind of thing where there's like the poor yeah you know, it's the classic poor live in the undercity the rich live in the overcity and they have all the technology and all these other things I I don't have this like the intricate details of those things but it is quite an interesting setting with some like really quite cool like technology and colors and stuff like that and it features the story the backstory of a few of the characters in the game so uh, primarily Vi and Jinx who are two sisters. Um, as they're brought up in sort of this this world and seeing how they come to, so they've retconned a lot of the lore for these characters, but um, and the actual series itself. So I've I've watched the first episode and it's really good in terms of like the actual production value. Like it, I was expecting it to kind of be like bad and shit, but uh, no, they actually knocked it out of the park. Like it's really good. Uh, I've I've had several people who've watched all three episodes. A lot of people who don't even play League of Legends, they just watched it. Uh, also, it's a top Squid Game on Netflix, so it's actually number one on 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 Netflix at the moment, which has gone above Squid Game. Um, and yeah, people are saying it's really good. And this is only the first three episodes I think are out, so Act One. But the crazy thing is the amount of marketing that Riot have put into this Netflix series. Like they really put. All yeah, their eggs. Everywhere. They put all their eggs in one basket, man. Like, so first off, you got all the game crossovers, right? I mean, I mean also, it's really showing, right? Like, it, this is to me, honestly, like the fir- one of the first big showings of of Riot basically showing off like how much like money they have, you know, like how much power they have, right? Like, you know. You're seeing all these, even all the ancillary news articles, which are just like, they're not even related to Arcane, but you know, I've seen some news articles popping up recently being like, oh yeah, League of Legends has more active users than Steam, and all these other things. I'm like, why would you post an article about that right now? You know, like, you know, I guess it's, maybe it's a little bit me putting on like a tinfoil hat, but you know, like, it is definitely some market, there's, that Riot is a big name. You know, they're using all of their power right now. You know, like they have all the in-person things. Like there's, um, you know, the Burj Khalifa had arcane plastered across it. There's all these like store locations in different countries. Like there's one in London and Oxford Circus. Uh, there's like the Hextech Expo. 
um, that you can go check out. It's supposed to open tomorrow. However, I think there's actually going to be another level of marketing, which is that uh, I feel like these Hextech Expos are going to get vandalized by uh, Jinx, one of the characters in the game. Um, but, uh, yeah, so there's all these crazy in-person things. Uh, watching the actual sort of stream, so they had an hour before they actually aired the first episode on Twitch, and they it looked like a Hollywood kind of, like, premiere in terms of, like, but it was at their HQ. So, like, you know, it was, like, or at least I assume it was at their HQ, but, you know, there was people just wearing, like, ball gowns and, you know, tuxedos and everything. It looked like a Hollywood, like, a proper Hollywood kind of, like, red carpet event kind of thing, which is crazy to think about the fact that that is for a video games company, um, you know? And then all of the other crossovers they're having with other games, like Jinx is now in Fortnite, uh, they really did a. Odd. I don't reckon. I mean, I I know her, but yeah. I have no connection to that character. And now she's like in the game that I play all the time. Yeah, exactly. Right. Ghostbusters like, who... were in there the other week, and I love that. Pardon? Ghostbusters were in it the other week. Oh I yeah, 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 that. yeah. So like you know, like so Jinx is in Fortnite. Uh, they also added the characters to PUBG Mobile, which is like a really weird crossover. But I guess that captures the Southeast market, the Southeast Asian market. Um. I think I've I've heard rumors that uh they might be coming to Among Us uh, <laughs> which I don't know is a meme but apparently with act 2 so this is the other thing is that like they've got even more uh things to 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 happen right so that in act 2 of when Arcane launches they're going to ha- have even more crossovers with different games which is also crazy um but yeah I I think it's just crazy to see how much Raya is spending for this like kind of event like this this Netflix series, but it seems to be paying off. If it's got good reviews and it's number one on Netflix, it's really uh, what I would be interested to see is how that translates into player numbers for League of Legends. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, like what's the conversion rate? Yeah, they they were really obviously you know they they were really smart and basically made it so when the Netflix series airs, they've released specific skins for all of the champions that appear in Arcane uh, that you get for free. I think, as far as I'm aware, but um, you know they've uh, done like a, they've reworked the like so Caitlyn, who's also my main, uh, was one of the old champions, as one of the older champions in league, and they gave her a complete visual upgrade and visual rework because she's a, a character in Arcane as well. So you know it's been really hype to see all of this stuff that's happening, uh, and yeah, I'll be really interested to see how if this pl- you know sort of like makes League of Legends even more popular than it already is. Because it's already fuck popular. But, you know, like... It's, it's, I mean, it's ridiculously popular, that thing is. Yeah. It's everywhere. Exactly, right? Like, I'd be really interested to see, like, where it, how it, where it goes from here. Like, does it... I, I, I severely doubt it's gonna reach, like, the zeitgeist that Fortnite did. You know, when everybody was doing, like, fucking Fortnite dances and shit? Yeah. Like, I don't think it will ever reach that kind of level of zeitgeist, because I don't think the game itself is accessible enough to do that, unfortunately. But, um... Well, I'm just popping open Netflix now, and it is at the top of Netflix. It's their current feature, and it's playing this ridiculously attractive-looking trailer, which I'm probably going to watch the full first episode of after this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It looks incredible. Like, it looks so good. Yeah. It's really high production value. And the voice acting is great. Uh, Yeah, I've got nothing to knock against it so far. But, yeah. 
Uh, just well, we'll we'll catch one that next week when I when I watch the first episode and we can kind of. Well, I'll probably watch more of it if I get into it. Yeah, I think there's only three episodes, which are forty minutes, so you can probably. Just oh, binge. okay, I'll blast through that. Yeah, then. just binge it. Yeah, so that this, Unless this you know, is actually got a lot of work to do in the day and very very busy. Oh yeah, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess. Sorry, I just wanted to gush a little bit about that because I think it's crazy, and also it's a game that I've spent so much time playing. Um, no, I think I never apologize, man. It's nice yeah, to have like there's... these in-depth kind of insights into this stuff. Yeah, I think the other thing I, I, I realized is that I've played, I think I've almost reached 2,000 hours in League, and I think, I think it was like something like, you could have watched like 600 movies at this time, and I was like, oh, okay, interesting. I, so obviously with the crossover of my new job, I, I was incensed to kind of look at how many hours I put into Animal Crossing and Stardew. Mm. It's combined about 4,000 hours. Oh, yeah. That is a lot of time oh, playing video games. Yeah, that is. Hey, it's your job. All good. Yeah, exactly. Look, this is it. Yeah, like it's part yeah, of our job. That's that's what I tell myself. Anyway. That's what I'm doing it for. Yeah, yeah, it's for the job, man. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> it's market research, man. Yeah. It's market research. So whatever, whatever excuse you want to give ourselves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, yeah. that's Arcane on. Um, yeah, on Netflix. So uh, super interesting. So um, we got one more topic here. Uh, this will be quite quick, this one. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, Square Enix and EA exploring blockchain and NFTs and games. Uh, oh, what, what's, yeah, okay. Okay, good. We're, al- we're aligned on this. Uh, yeah. They can go fuck themselves. Just um, Just, like... please, just stop trying to put fucking blockchains and NFTs in, in stuff. Like, See, I mean... Can I go off on one for a second? Yeah, go on. Go off. Go off, man. Yeah, so recently they um, banned... Uh, NFTs and blockchain and stuff in video games to a certain extent, which all that means is that it's been regulated. Yes. So once it's regulated, then people can then push it to its limits and put it wherever they want to. Mm-hmm. So effectively, it's now able to be put into video games in very clever ways. Yeah. And it does mean that we are now going to see NFTs and blockchain in all of the big titles. I wouldn't be surprised if that's why they're holding back Overwatch 2. Really? Yeah. I'm almost positive that that's what they're trying to do with it. Because uh, the skins in Overwatch 2 are, are just head and shoulders above everything else in any other game. I think I think the Overwatch skins genuinely are works of art. They're beautiful. And the only other game that really compares is League. Mm. Um, but there's so many trash skins in League as well. But yeah, in Overwatch, it tends to be most of them are really, really good. Um, and it is definitely the right environment for something that would be an NFT, even though I don't ever want to see NFT in a game. I just like. It's just... I mean, look, look, look at how much Nintendo struggle with Amiibo. Yeah. Which are essentially like an early form of NFT, or um, you know, they're unique items that you need to kind of scan and boop, and you have to kind of carry them around with you, and and they they go with you. I know it's not exactly what an NFT yeah. is because they're very different, but people don't really like amiibos. Um, that they, they like the physicality of them and to have kind of have them on the shelves, but they don't like what they do and they don't like how they function. They're not very popular. Yeah. Um, and I just think NFTs are going to be such a dark day in uh, yeah. video games. I think. My nuanced take on this is that I feel like the actual the fact that there have that this is a headline in terms of saying like, oh, we're using blockchain and NFTs in our games is really it's it's not for gamers, right? As in, it's not for consumers. Like the, the, like these headlines of these things. This is for people who are invested into crypto in terms of making profit and money and being like oh look video games this that's a interesting space that i know nothing about but now they're using these buzzwords that i know about from crypto and now i can invest in these and make a profit where it's like you know the actual technology behind blockchain and nfts is something that is quite interesting especially if they manage to 
use it in a way that isn't just going to be rinsing the environment, unfortunately. I, we are, we will get to that vo point eventually, I, I, I guarantee it. But, like, right now it still is. But, you know, I, why would you advertise the fact that you're using blockchain and NFTs? Because, like, the average consumer, like, the average gamer doesn't give a shit, right? Like, you know what they're going to see? They're going to see an inventory system where they can trade items, right? Yep. Or, like, buy items and sell items, right? Like, the, you can use blockchains, you can use blockchain and NFT as the underlying technology, but the fact that that is a selling point, or they think that that is a selling point to me, is like such a strange thing. Like we've just stepped for, so far over the line of what I think is acceptable in gaming. Yeah, um, we, we've we've been pushed to our limits quite often in the past ten years, where you know they've been starting to get microtransactions in and and these little like mini moments where you spend, 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 season passes, battle passes, all that kind of stuff. And I think we all kind of went, all right, we get it, we understand this, but that's enough now. And now yeah. they're just like, no, it ain't enough. Like we can make way more money out of you yeah. suckers. And it's it's just it's so insidious. Like it. It's it's awful. Like it's so awful. You know, I sat at a developer conference quite a few years. I mean, like over yeah, like five years ago now. And it was people talking about like blockchains and NFTs and the application of video games. And I was kind of like, yes, yeah, it's cool. I don't understand, right? Like why why I can understand like technology wise why it's cool. But now the point is, but now it's kind of like, you know, the only reason you're putting this in here is because you want players to be able to make a kind of like you know the, the implication now is that you want players to be able to make a profit off of like the items that they have right as in like you know kind of like you know how like steam uh the steam marketplace makes well, money you know you know like rare items that like, you know like orps and shit I, like that I, I read a quote from one of the the slimiest grossest people in gaming last week and he was talking mm. about how um blockchain is really exciting in video games because why wouldn't you want to earn money for playing games and it's just like <sighs> you slimy piece of shit like get away just 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 it's like i want to slap their hands away like no yeah. and, and and all they're doing is saying like you're going to make a little bit of money but we're going to make a lot of yeah, you exactly right. like exploitation we're, we're lining people up to exploit them and I yeah hate right it. like like someone is going to make yeah like pe like every time someone makes a lot of money in one of these things someone else loses a lot of money or gets exploited yeah. right and it's someone's like getting exploited at every step of the way in this thing and yeah, it's, this... it's it's awful yeah right and but... you know like you can argue the morality of some of these things you know but like i feel like blockchain and nfts are just such like a Signpost for yes, like uh oh yeah 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 like yeah. yeah but yeah it's uh frustrating to hear that they are exploring these options but also makes sense you know like look at look at it's, it's not just Square Enix and EA there yeah, are other companies yeah. who mentioned it as well and it's like we knew it was coming but I don't want anything to do with that yeah like, like look at look, look at FIFA Ultimate Team right you know no like okay no, I mean no, no don't no. don't but they're blind look away. That if 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 that ain't the perfect place to implement some kind of like NFT blockchain kind of like oh here's my crazy rare card that's been signed by this content creator and is like a first edition and you can buy it for 100k you know whatever whatever fake price we put on it because it's we'll call just it foot bucks. yeah oh yeah yeah footbox there you go yeah foot footbucks oh my god yeah there you go right. So so yeah, like you know, that's that's basically what they're gonna do, right? They're hmm. gonna be like, oh, like, I'm, I'm actually surprisingly enough, I'm not against what you just said there. Like, if you wanna put that in FIFA, go and put it in FIFA. 
because that game is so fucking far away from me, I don't care. <laughs> that is definitely right. what they're it's... doing. That's what they're doing, right? Yeah, but you're right. It's the right environment for it as well because it's already an insidious, gross, yeah. um, like monetization hell. Yeah. Why not throw NFTs in there? Because it does make sense. Like, so if if I've got a card in that game that that's got like 500 goals without ever missing, and yeah. um, it's been always been scored by like the top scorer in the team, and it's then been signed by someone on that team, yeah. that becomes an NFT. That that's an artifact that's probably I mean, it's worth a couple of pence because it's all virtual and none of it makes any sense. But it is worth money. Yeah, I, I get that. I'm with you on that. But I I just I don't want to be logging into like Pokemon. Uh, what, I mean, what metals have we not done in Pokemon? Pokemon aluminium and oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, oil. yeah. I mean, look, yeah. Pokemon is also unfortunately a perfect place to put this kind of thing in. You know, a finally perfect place, and I'm surprised that it's not been done already because it it is exactly what NFTs would would benefit from. Yep. What would benefit from NFTs? Sorry. Well, I mean, look, this is it. Like the, these kinds of things, like even just the culture around these kind of collectors uh you know culture you know like i heard for the first time people sending like pokemon trading like you know pokemon trading cards are really rare now and they're worth quite a lot of money and people do like opening pokemon card packs mm -hmm. um you know but even crazier is that people are like buying pokemon card packs then sending them to people like logan paul to open them for them and then send the cards back or either i think the sending the cards back bit is a question mark that i don't understand but like I feel I find that crazy that you would be like, okay, hey, I'm gonna buy these these card packs instead of opening them myself. I'm gonna send them to my favorite content creator, your favorite in quotation marks, content creator, also in quotation marks. You know, to open. Yes, Logan Paul. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna send them to to this. I'm gonna yeah. send them to Logan Paul to open these cards, and then watch him make content for him that he can monetize and you know make make money from, and then he can send me the cards back, or maybe he just keeps the cards. I don't know. And I just find that the culture around that super weird. Idol but, worship, though, isn't it? It's the whole yeah. concept of blowing someone's bathwater. Yeah. Like, I, okay. Yeah. You want to be is, part uh, of their aura. You want to. You yeah. want to be in their bubble. I guess. It, I guess it's. In, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Go on. No, I'm going to rant because I feel like I feel like tonight I've been quite ranty because we oh, were talking fine, about man. some very difficult subjects in gaming. Of course. Um, right. But what, what what we've effectively managed to do over the past ten years with social media and stuff is we've monetized people's. Uh, like idolization of other people yeah so we, we've now realized that there is a lot of money to be made and people just loving celebrity i mean we've known that yeah. celebrity work has always been a thing but yeah now we can turn anyone into a celebrity and then monetize that yeah that's just... where the advantages come from because suddenly everyone's a celebrity now yeah i guess it's like i, I... You know, I've never really been one for parasocial relationships or these kinds of things and um yeah it's just super weird to me like i don't understand but you know, teach their own. If as long as people enjoy it in like a healthy way, then there's no problems with that, right? But when it results in exploitation and things like this, and I mean, I, I'll gloss over it very quickly. You know, the stuff that happened at the Travis Scott concert recently. You know, like when yeah, when shit like that happens, it's 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 real bad, man. Like, where's the humanity, really? You know, it's awful. Yeah, but anyway. Like this, this ain't this ain't the place for that. This is it. This no, is, yeah, this isn't the podcast. But look, look, straying away from the kind of darker topics of of gaming and and these kind of cultural things, let's 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 round off with with something nice, you know. Let's let's round off with the festive, the festive moments in games that we love. You know? Yeah, because we've got Christmas coming up in a couple yeah. of weeks, and. This year, again, has been another mystical year of no time because we've been sort of in half lockdown, half not. 
Um, so, you know, Christmas is coming, and I'm starting to get into a very festive mood. I've got my Glade air freshener with my spiced apple scent. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kicking it, man. And uh, like I said, me and this new guy that I'm dating, we've both got into a very festive Christmasy mood. We're already planning to go to some Christmas markets together, which we're very excited about, and it's going to be lovely. Mm. Uh, and as a result, I've been listening to the Diddy Kong Racing soundtrack, and that single piece of music, Walrus Cove, and... Um, God, uh, Frosty Village. Yeah, yeah, Frosty Village is, is that's my one. Yeah, but War Warus Cove is also also slaps. But yeah, I mean, those two are are just premium bangers for for festive games. But I wanted to ask you, outside of that, and outside the obvious freeze easy peak in uh, Banjo Kazooie, mm. uh, what are your Christmassy moments in games? If you get into a festive mood through gaming at all, I you I mean I I I used to quite a lot like um. Back when I used to play Gary's Mod a lot, and I used to be part of like different communities and stuff, like all the kind of like Christmas events that people. I mean, it was like literally live ops before they were called live ops, I guess to me. You know, like servers would just host, like you know, like they'd just put on the Christmas version of the map, or they'd you know like people would decorate the server with like trees and stuff like that, and you know, obviously everybody wearing like Christmas hats and just talking, and that to me was like, you know, kind of the best moments right because it's like the very human element of christmas where everyone's like sort of like getting festive together and kind of like um decorating and having fun yeah, yeah right yeah it's like literally the, the literally we're not there for the weird consumerism blah, blah 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 but you know like we're just literally there to like have a good time and just be like oh let's put on some dumb christmas hats and like pop a christmas tree and throw snowballs at each other right you know like that kind of winter i guess it's like the winter aesthetic and like i'm a i'm a huge fan of like snow and like winter me too yeah i mean i've spent hours just kind of wandering around in the sky room in the mountains just yeah right. snowy and lovely yeah exactly um like but look, there's, so there's, there's quite a few out there like one game that gets me is robocod uh james pond 2 robocod oh yeah um that that game the whole game is just built on a christmas theme which i, I forget every time I, I pick it back up and mm. it's, it's an old game it's a side-scrolling platformer you play as a little fish that's got like the ability to stretch yeah um but the whole game has like christmas music remixes playing in the background the same as christmas lemmings and mm. um so there was a game i think we talked about this on a previous podcast but a game called sega knights yeah um, yeah knights yeah yeah there was a mode where if you played it on the saturn at christmas and the timer changed to christmas day the whole game changed into a completely new christmas game like yeah. a completely different game <laughs> I remember it's, you telling me that. It's so crazy, man. It's mind blowing. So they released it as a cover disc on, uh, uh, like, on a, a future copy of Sega Saturn magazine, which got nicked oh. like, constantly. I mean, that became like a, it's like cigarettes in prison. That game did. Yeah, <laughs> it for anything. Um, but there's there's so many out there that that I mean I can't even get to them now. But like, yeah. so like Mario's are always good. That have really cool Christmas levels. The the frosty levels in uh, Mario 3D World. Oh, dude, um, the the level in um, Banjo Kazooie. Freeze Easy Peak. Yeah. Well, I mean, I said that at the beginning of the conversation. Oh, like, yeah. Excluding Freeze Easy Peak, which is the oh, unequivocally level. <laughs> fuck's sake. That yeah, was like the one that came straight straight to my mind. I was yeah, like, but oh, that's yeah. the one. That, yeah. that is definitely the one. Um, it, it's, it's a fantastic um, like step into Christmas, that, that, that whole map is. Mm, for sure, man. Like, I'm trying to think about, like, you know, what. Yeah, I'm, try I'm trying. I'm really trying to dig deep in terms of like you know, for me like growing up. The other thing is that like I guess it you know, if we go like a more personal thing like Christmas was always the day where I got a new video game growing up or like, I got a new console. So like you know like I remember I playing Halo for the first time on Christmas Day. Uh, I remember playing Modern Warfare. I remember you know on Christmas Day getting Modern Warfare Two. 
and playing Modern Warfare 2 online with people for the first time ever, and just like all my other friends who randomly got Modern Warfare 2. And that to me is kind of like really a reminder of Christmas. Just like playing video games, like playing new video games and, and that kind of thing. Or like, you know, when I was even younger, when we used to, my family all used to meet up for Christmas, you know, just playing a lot of N64 with my cousins, you know, yep. like playing like Perfect Dark, Goldeneye, mm -hmm. Mario Party, you know, like these kind of local multiplayer experiences. I'm playing together. Yeah, man. Yeah. Also, oh, there was, the, I remember we used to play Crystal Chronicles. There's a, there's a like winter level in Crystal Chronicles. I've, I've forgotten the name, but that was, that reminds me a little bit. Of like give me that, you, give me that Christmas. I think we've had a discussion before, and you were the you were SSX Tricky, and I was SSX Three. Uh, um, yeah, I played Tricky. Yeah, so so I didn't own it, but I always played it at like friends' houses and played. Oh, it, even SSX Three, know. sorry, SS was it SSX Three or SSX? Just SSX. I just remember what SSX Tricky. Yeah. So there was two games. There was Tricky and SSX Three that came out around the same time, mm. and people either like one or the other, and I, I liked SSX Three. Yeah. That was my Christmas game because me and my little brother. I mean, we spent days just playing that at Christmas because it was when we all came back together and played together. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to think like, if if there's any other game that's kind of got a very specific like Christmas mode or Christmas moment in it. Mm. Um, I and feel it, like... it tends to be, my, my brain just goes to like ice levels and frosty levels. Yeah, of course, like, right. Rock had an amazing Christmas level which to this day I can still hear the music to <laughs> I mean Croc is a PlayStation 1 game that everyone's forgotten about and I yeah. still remember very very dearly I'm trying to remember like old school games because obviously you know nowadays you have you know, you have your Christmas live ops and things like that you know your games live service games right it's very easy but I'm trying to remember like in because I guess if you wanted a Christmas bit in your video game it just had to be part of the main game right or like it was um, the game. Yeah. Either that or you could have so the the common way to do it was to go off the system clock. So if your game was sorry, if your console was lucky enough to have a system clock, mm. um it that would be how it worked. Yeah. Yeah. But it was kind of like it would have to have been like programmed or shipped with the game, right? It's not like it was delivered later on in an update or a patch, like here's the Christmas patch, you know, like it just had to be on the disc and then yeah, I guess you could turn it on and off using the system clock. But yeah. Like, that was the point is is that the mm. biggest thing was it was like time travel in Animal Crossing where yeah. you just change the system time. Yeah, and people were like, "Well, this is how you do it." And it's like, "Oh yeah, if I want to go and experience Christmas in the middle of summer, let me. Why Who not? cares? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Like, is it, that 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 was how it all worked, though, wasn't it? Like, um, changing the system clock kind of affected a lot of stuff in games. Well, like you could you could uh, manipulate shiny rates in Pokemon by doing that because mm. yeah. uh, everything in that game is based off the the amount of steps that you take versus the current time on the clock. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting to me, but I mean that's that's old school development we're talking about right there. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just I I feel like weirdly like a lot of my memories of Christmas and games or festive moments were just playing multiplayer games. As in like you know like not even Christmas themed games, but just the idea of playing a multiplayer game with other people online or in person on Christmas was like a big thing for me. I guess. Yeah, it's a good point. It's it's a very good point because yeah. it's um. It's some of the best times to kind of get together and play with your friends and family. Like I think, like it's it, yeah, that's what Christmas is about. Because it was kind of like as um, kids, as kids, it was like you know after you have your Christmas meal, Christmas dinner, you kind of like the adults are all getting to go then and you know watch whatever Doctor Who or watch like TV, watch TV. Also watching whatever. Doctor Who. I mean, look, Christmas Day Doctor Who, man. That was it. You know, Christmas Day, Doctor sure. Who, EastEnders. Sure. I was like, you know, that's not for me. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, sure, sure. They would go do that, and I would go play video games, and then that was it. That was, and all the other kids who had the same experience as me were like, guess I'll just go play video games, and everyone's online. You know, everyone's like, oh, Merry Christmas, man. 
Let's play some let's play some modern warfare too. Let's go get noob let's go you know, shoot noob tubes into the air and blow up people on the cat point on the cat point. You know? Like that's my Christmas, dis- Christmases. That's my Christmas, man. That, don't don't judge me, man. Oh, I'll tell you one thing. Um so not necessarily Christmas mode in the game, but the whole game itself, just the Arkham City games. Um that that had that whole kind of area of it that, that was all like snowed and Christmas lights were up. It was where the Joker kind of lived. Yeah, and it was that that was some proper Christmassy shit. Oh, and also the division, the the division one, the whole game was set at Christmas and I loved it. Like yeah. it was all snowy and great, and it, it 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 was when the pandemic in that game had killed everyone. Yes, uh, it was Christmas, so the whole game just exists. You know how like we had oh, our pandemic cool. by Sonic and yes, um, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. What's the movie? Mulan. Sonic and Mulan, Mulan were the two yeah. movies that you saw all over the place. Um, that was what Division was. It was like the whole game, even though it was middle of whatever, was still middle of winter. Yeah, that's crazy I, to think about. Which is great. So that was kind of cool. Um, and then there was also the Christmas stuff in Borderlands. There's obviously the Christmas stuff in World of Warcraft, which it goes without saying. Mm. Um, and then there's there's also the Christmas stuff in um, Final Fantasy XI, which uh, oh, was, was yeah. just... It was just like Christmas costume and Christmas hats and stuff, but there was this piece of music that played in, in Juno, which was the main city at the time. Um, and it was just such a calming, chill piece of festive music. It was so lovely. Um, and so I remember that as well. And there's the Starlight Celebration in Final Fantasy XIV. Um, God, I mean, they're all starting to come back to me now. Like My brain's starting to kind of warm up to Christmas. Uh, it's because I'm getting into this Christmas movie, but I can't really think of much else. Um, I just keep going back to Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like free dude, freezy peak, man. And then there was a play. Was there a level in Banjo Tooie that was also kind of snow themed? But it was nowhere near as impactful as um uh, as as Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, Banjo Kazooie like, was. The, yeah, Banjo Kazooie is the one. I mean, it was very clearly Christmas, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, it was. Yeah. yeah, it was fucking amazing as well. Man, what was the level? Sorry, this is going off topic, but you know Banjo Tooie. What was the level where like one half was fire and one half was ice? And they're like two dragons. Oh, so Banjo Two is the one that I only got halfway through. Oh, I, I didn't actually okay. like the game. Oh. Um, there oh, was something about it that just—it was the the really heavy focus on the Jinjos. Yeah, it, it yeah. Really irritating, I found. It um, was pretty weird. Also, there were yeah. the bad Jinjos. I forgot what they were called. They were called something else. I was going to say something really offensive there. I mean, I think it was on. <laughs> it was like kind of like that. <laughs> it was close to like a slur, but wasn't. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, and I nearly yeah. said it. And I was like, nope, hang on. <laughs> yeah, it was something really dumb. Anyway, I'm gonna avoid that. But yeah, like yeah, let's not go down that road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember Banjo Tooie sure being really good. I, I I really like Banjo Tooie. Oh, there's one I forgot. Stardew Valley. The Christmas oh, thing in yeah. that is beautifully done. Of course. Yeah. Uh, ah, yeah. Okay, there we go. But there you go. That that, that that's a good one. Um, but yeah, I've got nothing else this week. Like, like we we have talked at length. We must be over time. Like, how how long are we recording for? We're at an hour and fifteen. Jesus, God, hey man, we had, it. it's been two weeks. We had we had some stuff to talk oh, about. It's been a good chat as well. But you know what? We can uh we can wrap up the episode there. So, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, this has been uh, episode fifty-one of the Sunfire Tavern. Um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern, and uh, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And you can send us emails through sunfiretavern at gmail.com. So, uh, Clark, you got any closing statements? Anything you want to say? 
Yeah. Um, to celebrate Christmas this year, I'm going to go and throw a penguin off the side of a cliff. Mm-hmm. We all know what that means. Yeah. Um, I've just remembered that one of the best kind of implementations of Christmas was Mario 64. Just yep. going to pick up that penguin and throw it off the cliff and be like, bye. That was it. Like, that, was, that was how you sig- signaled the, the coming of Christmas. Answer is coming. The penguin, penguin is leaving. The penguin is leaving. <laughs> so that's, the penguin must, must fall so that Santa may come. Yeah, no, that, I've got no clothing statements. Clothing statements? No statements about clothing. No, no. clothing <laughs> statements. Um, other than apparently I can't talk. I'm an idiot. But yeah. Um, see yeah. you all next week or yeah. the week after, depending on what we get around to. Yeah. See you all guys in the next episode. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, catch you later. Bye. Bye.